Hey parents, it is the Wonder of Parenting podcast, Brain Science Approach to Parenting. Once again, I'm here, Tim Wright, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. And another question from our Facebook page today, uh, pulled this one off uh, because, it's, uh, again, it's such a good one, as they always are. Uh, if you're not on our Facebook page, by the way, just go to facebook.com and type in Wonder Parenting. Hit the join button, and I will let you in as soon as I get the notification. And we'd love to have you be a part of that. Uh, that group online as well. Uh, before we dive into the question for today, I uh, want to thank our two sponsors who make it possible for us to come to you week after week. We've got Man Cave with Dr. Marion Hill, and they're doing some really important work uh, for dads and helping dads become more engaged. Men all need to be caring, actively engaged, vested, and encouraged. That's what Man Cave stands for. And again, to improve the well-being of children uh, by helping dads be fully engaged with their sons and their daughters. Uh, you can find more information on wonderparenting.com. And then we've got our friends, the Center of Place of Hope up in the Seattle area. 37 years of experience uh, putting that clinic together, helping people through uh, behavioral health, uh, abusive relationships, trauma, eating disorders, and more. And for more information on the great work Dr. Greg Jantz is doing up there with his team, at the Center Place of Hope, go to wonderofparenting.com. That's wonderofparenting.com for both of our sponsors. So here's our question for today. At what age is it no longer okay to lie? My 4.5-year-old or 4.5-year-old, who has two older brothers, 7 and 8, constantly lies about things like washing his hands, brushing his teeth, and even things like saying his teacher says it's okay for him to play we in the morning. Uh, we have no uh, no screen rule in the mornings on school days, and clearly he isn't happy with that. I swear my kid is gaslighting me. <laughs> he is so convincing with his statements that sometimes I think I'm the crazy one. He is never punished for this, and I'm also careful uh, not to trap him into lying, meaning I don't ask him questions I know the answer to. But when a lie comes out, I tell him it's not okay to lie. Our family always tells the truth, and my favorite line with all my kids is, the truth always comes out, and it better come out of your mouth first. The consequence of me not trusting him means nothing to him. It's not like I can take freedoms away since he's either at pre-K or with me 24-7. The most I can do is take away playtime with his brothers for a little bit and have him explain to me why he missed out for a little bit. I'm not sure if lying is a punishable offense. As far as brain development goes, what age do kids understand lying and or what is what it really is? Uh, for what it's worth, my two older sons are very honest, almost to a fault, because I wish they'd uh, cover for each other instead of telling me or telling on each other all the time. <laughs> so, all right, we've got a four and a half year old boy who has a problem with the truth, it seems. And um, some good questions there on uh, what do you do about that? What's appropriate? What's inappropriate at that age? So what do you see? What do you hear? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I took a lot of notes on this one. I mean, it's so it's such an interesting conundrum for parents. And mm. um, oh, overall, overall, what I what I would say, and then we can break it down. Overall, what I would say is that this lying behavior is it's something to pay attention to, okay. uh, that it's it is significant. And and we as parents, you know, these parents, I think, need to get together and talk to their parents, talk to each other. And, you know, if there are extended family around and talk to the teacher, you know, to to really develop a plan um, to deal with this uh, in terms of what 
because it's a moral character issue, you know, ultimately, Mm -hmm. right. We want to raise a child with good character and lying does not have good character. (laughs) And uh, lying is, is kind of immoral depending on how one uses the word moral. Um, And it's, it's ultimately dysfunctional. It's ultimately not what we want to raise our kids to be able to utilize in the future um, uh, to have good relationships with others because they won't be trustworthy. So then they can't have good relationships. So it's a moral character issue. And underneath there is probably the relational issue. And that's probably where the moral and character um, edict came down the line, right? Over a million years, uh, because it's going to harm relationships. So, so overarching, I would say that I, I would also say that it's not that, that this is how some brains develop. I mean, we, you know, we, we, there's a manipulativeness in this. There's a, an attention getting in this. There's a power struggle in this. You know, the brain is doing stuff through the lying behavior. Um, if, if the child has been traumatized, she has no indication of that. So probably not, but, but lying can become, you know, something that's used as a strategy that's post-trauma. Like this is how the, that brain is surviving. Um, so there are, there are, you know, reasons that the brain would do this and, um, it, it's not necessarily that the parents are bad parents or anything. Uh, it's just that this is what's going on in this child. And this child by personality may end up a child who, um, his island of competence, he may become a lawyer. I mean, his island of competence. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that he gets how to manipulate things because he, from a very young age, understands how to manipulate, um, uh, but, but, you know, returning to the issue, he's also not going to learn consequences. And and so, so to get him to develop well, we have to put an end to this. So that's my overarching. Then I, then I want to look at it strategically. Should we Yeah, please, that for please a do that? Because, you know, her question is, she, she seems to be suggesting that at this point, there aren't any real consequences to his, his lying. Um, you know, before we get to that, let me just ask this okay. this question for clarification. Uh, what's the difference for you for a, a four and a half year old who's a liar versus the four and a half year old who loves to live in a fantasy world or make believe world? Yeah, yeah. Well, fantasy and make believe where you're where we're playing with action figures, and we're going right. to assume please no screens at four and a half. So playing with action figures and creating a fantasy, and and then a whole fantasy about dragons and yeah right all of that is is um is great um uh and within there you know maybe one character lies to the other character and it's part of the game uh that that's all really great and it's just a wonderful part of brain development that kids spend so much time in fantasy play but but this is and there can be uh prevarication in that of course but this is different you know this is this is a child lying about about what the teacher says and just pay yeah. kind of about everything. Yeah. And I would say this is separate from the health of the fantasy world. Uh, maybe there's a bleed over in some way and mm-hmm. that the kid is trying to create a fantasy world, but, but you know, it's still the child is lying. Yeah. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. 
Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. I think about uh, my youngest granddaughter, who she's a real storyteller, and, and she can make things up. And and it's it's obvious to her and it's obvious to us she's making it up right so she's not lying lying to manipulate she's just making up stories uh or you know i i did such and such and we know she didn't do it she knows she didn't do it she's just a storyteller um i'm guessing that's a little different than what you're talking about here where you're we're manipulating by by patently not telling truth or lying yeah yeah and and your granddaughter and if this child were like that you know might become a writer later or might mm-hmm. become a a movie maker right because right. an island of competence may well be storytelling and yep. storytelling is all, all in the range of the fantasy and and it's really great and the, ch- the child is experimenting t- a child tells stories and is experimenting with all right. sorts of things neurally right and then by storytelling also expanding the world view and and expanding the child's own assets as the child puts herself himself into a story and also all of that is is great um and it doesn't sound like your granddaughter is doing this where she right, right where she's coming home and saying uh like like if if you were your kids right that family said no you know you can't eat candy and the child comes home and says well m- mrs so and so Oh, and the school says you can't eat candy, right? And then, mm-hmm. well, Mrs. So-and-so said I could eat candy. Now, I think we have to handle it as lying. Right. I think we have right. to say, okay, this isn't storytelling. And we have to look for a pattern. Okay, your child, let's say your grandchild does that once. Okay, oh, heck with it. you know. But, but this is a pattern. This kid yes. is in a pattern. And yep. so that's where I would separate it. Good. So let's move to strategy. Okay, so I, I want to reread what the mom said uh, to talk about this. She says, "I am also careful." Um, uh, she says, "He has never he's never punished for this, and mm-hmm. I'm also careful to not trap him into lying. Meaning, I don't ask him questions I don't know the answer to." So I, I actually would encourage her to start trapping him, um, mm. you know, and uh, and to punish him. And uh, of course, I'm not into spanking, so I don't mean that, but time out discipline right and discipline yeah consequences um and and um i don't think there's any damage done by trapping him it just gives more opportunity for the mom to correct his behavior and not just the mom but i think the dad the others we need their help here mm-hmm. uh because he's sure in a pattern so um uh, you know everyone should be working on this behavior with him uh, in his adult set and for the mom in particular yeah go ahead and trap him and try that for a while you know if it's not if it doesn't work okay but what i would what i think she would be doing is giving him a job to do and then he doesn't do it and then she's in another room right and she asks him okay did you do that and then he lies 
and says he did it. And then she goes with him into the room and it's clear he didn't do it. If that's what, if that's what I would mean by trapping, if I understand what she means. And I think I'm all for that um, because now they're going to really focus as parents on this lying behavior and they're going to look for, you know, 10, 15 opportunities per day to be, to be correcting this behavior. So strategically, uh, number one, I would say, don't worry about the trapping thing. Um, and then um, uh, number two, uh, she's absolutely re- right to say, okay, in our family, we don't lie. And to just to say that to him. And, and, you know, here's why we don't lie. We don't lie because then people can't trust us. We want to be trusted, you know, to really keep that education going. Um, and then, um, and then the third thing is she, she does need more consequences. So she says, she says, the only consequence I can really do is to have him not play for a while with the brothers. But I got to believe there are other possible consequences. Um, and I just don't know her family well to know what they are. But like, um, maybe, maybe they would have a family movie night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, no, you lied. You're not going to be watching that movie with us. You're mm-hmm. going to be in your room. You're going to be in a timeout. Um, and definitely time out, you know, that definitely should put him in time out. And then uh, he should think uh, another consequence is to articulate for him to be spending time while he's in time out or post time out, spending time articulating what is wrong with his behavior. Um, you know, in the past, you had to write a hundred times, I will not lie again, right? And then people laugh about that. We all laugh about that. But, mm-hmm. uh, but what that's trying to do right is it's trying to get the kid to articulate what he did wrong and so that's another strategy maybe not have him write a hundred times but but the strategy is a coherent good strategy uh which is to get him to articulate it and then as he when he articulates it okay here's what i did wrong i lied it's going to hurt my relationships you know all the stuff that the parents have educated him on right he's going to parrot back what they've educated him on but at least he's going to be able to articulate it and that is actually going to help his process or should help his process. Um, lastly, I would say this, you know, for, for my list right now is if this can, goes on and, and you know, the st- new strategies and all this are not working and now another three months have gone by and he's just lying all the time uh, uh, or two months have gone by, I think we should get him into counseling. Mm. I think that the, we ought to get some help from a professional to try to figure out what is going on in him. Uh, and then someone who will get to know him and the family and can give even more strategies than I can give on a podcast. So I, I, I'm reading between the lines a little bit here because um, she starts out, when it, at what age is it no longer okay to lie? And then she's asking for some brain science stuff. Uh, I hear in part in that question, he's a four and a half year old child. Um, is he even cognizant of truth and lies? Um, is he old enough to understand when mom says we don't lie here or you just lied? I, I think that's part of what she's he is. asking. Okay. He, he is, unless he has a developmental delay, which she doesn't indicate he does. Um, at four and a half, uh, he, he can understand it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can understand. And, and she, I think probably knows this because her seven and, and her eight year old mm-hmm. weren't doing this, uh, right. you know, at four and a half. Um, or, or weren't doing it as much, or she, we don't have an indication they were. And she probably knows of 10 other boys or 20 other boys at four and a half who 
we're not doing this. Uh, so yeah, a four and a half year old brain can understand the line between truth and lie. It doesn't, it doesn't mean they'll understand it at every moment. And right. th- we definitely want to, you know, we don't want to become suddenly so strict with this that we're over punishing because he says something that is really more of a confusion in his head. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I don't want to be over punishing this kid, but, but no, his, his brain can get what's a lie. Now he is the third born, mm-hmm. uh, in this family. Uh, how does that dynamic work? Is, is this, can it in part be, this is his way of trying to get attention. Yeah. And that's what I meant initially that this is attention that can be attention getting. Um, and we call it negative attention getting. Um, and as that third born, uh, he, he, it's a way he can get power, right? Because he's always surrounded by these two older guys who he looks up to, but who of course have more power and are more advanced and Mm -hmm. all of that. And he, this can be a strategy for him, um, to get power. And to, this is, would be unconscious for him, but subconscious, right. you know, that he's sort of attention getting and he's getting power and then and he creates power struggles with the mom and through power struggles, kids get power, actually, um, which is one of the reasons we try to get parents not to be in power struggles with their kids, because he, he could get be getting a kind of power we don't want him to get this, you know, more negative. So all of that. Is, yes, I think all of that is. Yeah. And your insight about the third born is absolutely true. Um and at the same time, it still means, you know, we still, we have to direct him to other strategies. Um, uh, we can, ba- we can say to him, you know, I mean, it can't hurt for the parents to say, Hey, we think this is what's going on with you. Um, we think because you've got these two older brothers, you know, and he's only four and a half, so he's not going to compute mm-hmm. a lot of that, but it can't right. hurt the parents to say it. Um, uh, and to be cognizant of it. Uh, and at the same time, it's still, you know, lack of character. It's still behavior right. they're going to correct. Yeah. The irony is that the, this third born could possibly feel like he needs more attention where the, the older two think he's the one who always gets all the attention. And, yep. and oh, so you got all those yep. dynamics going on along uh, as well. How about, um, you know, we've talked about a little bit about some of the, uh, for lack of a better word, negative disciplines. Are there some positive ways to encourage the son to be more truth telling? Well, in theory, we would say, okay, when he tells the truth, this would be good modern, you know, parenting. Uh, when he tells the truth, we're going to reward him, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, in theory, we might think that, and I, I certainly think it's possible parents should try it. You know, um, I would rather, I would rather first <laughs> that they, you know, really towed the line and yeah. and provided discipline. Um, because I'd rather that telling the truth became more intrinsic to him, you mm. know? Mm. And, but that said, um, if, if they know their child and if their child would benefit from a reward system for telling the truth, then they could certainly try that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I wouldn't overdo that. I mean, I wouldn't do mm. that and not, and not discipline. Um, because yeah. I think the discipline's needed, but, but they could try that. Yeah. It's so hard I- to track that. Right. It's so it's, it was interesting to me to hear you hesitate on that a little bit. Um, and then when you said you wanted to be intrinsic, then, then you follow that pattern of thinking. You think, yes, that, that does make some sense that if we always have to reward you to tell the truth, is that the kind of behavior 
that you want to develop in your son, that he's only going to tell the truth if he knows he's going to get something out of it. That can just be be just as manipulative, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as lying to get something out of it. Yeah, and that's the thing that I would be cautious about. Um, but but still, if the parents decide for a couple months we are going to reward it because they may know their son and they may know, you know, when we reward him, he does really well. And we think he will inculcate, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, truthful behavior if we reward him. So if the parents think that and they have evidence for that, then, you know, go for it for a while. Mm-hmm. But but then they're going to have to stop because, as you just said, because we don't want him to get in this uh, this manipulation system. And um, then they're going to be just having to reward him forever. And right. actually, that's going to backfire, I think, for his development. So if they mm-hmm. do try it, try it because they know it would work with him and only for a brief period of time. So she, he has these two older brothers. Um, do they Are they brought into the, the strategies at all? Um, and already I hear warning bells going off in my mind. Well, suddenly now they're, they're the, uh, the, the truth cops. And they're always telling on their brother and ratting them out. But is there a way for their the, the brothers to be a part of the strategy, or is this really an adult strategy? Huh. I, I, yeah, I was thinking about that, and I was sort of uh, the whole thing and reading it and processing it and preparing. I was thinking, um, so there's pluses and minuses, and I think to be realistic, they probably are going to be dragged into it because that's what's realistic in a in a constellation in a family system. And the way they probably are dragged into it is that they are going to need to probably since they're already telling on each other, they're going to probably need to start telling on the little brother because mm-hmm. and it's going to happen at a naturally um, mm-hmm. uh, because the parents are going to say, you know, okay it's no longer verboten for you to tell on your little brother because we're now, we need to train him to be truthful. Like you guys are truthful and because the two older brothers are truthful. Right. And so, so that's going to be a discussion. We have to train Joe here to be truthful like you are. And, and uh, we don't want to put the responsibility for that on you guys, but um, the way you can help out is if you see him doing something that's wrong, um, you know, be good older brothers and help. And, and if you can correct him then as older brothers, great. You don't need mm-hmm. us. Great. Older brothers naturally do that with younger brothers, let's say, but yeah. if you, if you can't, then you're going to have to tell on him and we hate to say it and we don't want that to go on forever, but this is the situation we're in because this lying behavior is really dangerous just to his development. So to that extent, they'll probably be brought in naturally, and they're only seven and eight. So I, right. I don't think we want the, these three brothers to end up with a strained relationship throughout life, you know, because they became these police that could really strain their bond. Yeah. Um, and we really want them to have a bond with their younger brother. Right. So be careful. Yeah. What I would say, you know, you've, you've talked about this before in the way that, that, um, males tend to interact with each other anyway, that, um, they, they do that through, um, through sarcasm, through put down, uh, through calling them out. Um, and, and I could understand how these two brothers could naturally just sort of say to their little brother, stop that. That's, we know that's not true without mm-hmm. having to turn them in. Um, I hope they will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, so and final- maybe they will, if the parents give that permission, yeah. If if yeah. the parents start saying start saying, you know what? Uh 
it is okay for you to call him out. Yeah. And we may not be there. It's okay for you to call him out. So maybe if that permission is given, they'll utilize this inherent power that, as you've just said, they do have as older brothers. They do have the power to put their younger brother in his place. And if they pick this as the thing to put him in his place on, that could help. Yeah. So the the final thing is um, they they need to fix this problem. They need to get at it. and how do they how do they sort of do it in such a way to let their son know they still value him, they still affirm him, and that this one thing doesn't suddenly become his identity and the whole focus of their relationship together? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're gonna they're gonna be it's gonna be part of their campaign. They're gonna be in a campaign now with him, uh, and part of their campaign is gonna be we love you. You know, you know, we love you. They're gonna keep hugging him. They're gonna keep giving him positive attention. Um, uh, you know what I mean? So he's going to mm-hmm. keep getting the assets from them that he's been getting that show how much they, they love him and care about him. Um, and, and this will be, we love you. It's because we love you. We're going to help you with this. Right. And, and so it's going to be contextualized in the love that they have for yeah. him and they're not going to titrate out of that love. So it, uh, that should work out. Um, there's going to be, you know, certainly he's going to have some resistance. There's going to be some power throw, mm-hmm. you know, but they're going to keep loving him. And so he's going to keep knowing they love him. Yeah. I said that was the last question, but then I just had another thought. Okay, go. Does it, is there ever a place where a parent tells a strategic lie to that little one to show him how lies hurt? Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Um, That's a, that's a great idea. That's definitely a tool parents could use. Um, I'm just not, are you thinking of an example? Well, what are you thinking? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't know if I had an example in mind, but let's just say, for example, Hey, we're going to go out for ice cream tonight. And the kid's looking forward to that all day. And then you say, you know what? We're not going out for ice cream tonight. I lied to you. Uh, now that's probably oh, an extreme, I like cream thing, but yeah, uh, something like that. And just, and then to be able to, to say, okay, now how did that feel for you? Right. And yeah. And yeah. If it's part of the education. Yeah. Um, that that's really yes that's a really good tool and it's used educationally mm-hmm. um and not often not, not often yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it's used educationally and okay yeah. i did this specifically to show you how that feels how did you feel and then we mm-hmm. talk about how that felt to the extent he can talk about it um uh and that can also move into another great thing about using that strategy um glad you brought it up is it can also move into trying to figure out if the kid is modeling after someone Mm. is there someone is one of the parents lying a good amount uh is there someone else who lies a good amount that the child is modeling after and if Mm -hmm. if and we didn't really talk about this but this is worth talking about if one of the parents is is a liar and is manipulative then the child then this child not the other two it sounds like, but this child is modeling off of that, or it could be mm-hmm. an aunt or an uncle or someone that he mm-hmm. respects um, and that he's close to, and he's modeling. And if that's going on, then the strategic use of the lying would also educate the person he's modeling after that mm-hmm. they need to lie less. You know that they can only strategically lie, um, and and um, and that that person probably shouldn't use this strategy at all. Yeah. Right, that it should be the other one who doesn't lie to use this strategy. 
because we didn't talk about where the modeling is coming from for this kid if he learned it from right. someone else. Right, right. Well, what I loved is when you started and you said, this is a, a boy who's developing some assets. Right now, they need to be harnessed positively, not negatively. And he's going to be able to use these skills someday to do something great with his life. Uh, it's just a matter of turning it positive for him and uh, to be able to you know, manage relationships in a healthy way. So that, that was a great way to start. <laughs> yeah, and I said it jokingly about lawyers, and I'm going to confess yep. to why I think that was in my head. Is because uh, I, I love lawyers. I have a daughter who's a lawyer. So do you. Um, yep. It's in my head because you know I have these two daughters. Of course, as we know, they're they're girls, but every child has their own personality too. So right. It doesn't have to do with being female or male. But anyway, my my younger one, her personality was totally moral, always towing the line, like so self-recriminating if she ever lied, you know, so hard herself if she ever did anything. And then I have the older one who is a lawyer <laughs> who we learned later was telling us some fibs and uh, <laughs> we did not realize it at the time or, or we would learn about them, you know, while parenting her and then realize that she was yeah. lying. Now she, she did not lie as much as this guy, but, right. um, but it made me think about the fact that, that, there are assets in this that there is a kind of, um, you know, that's why I said lawyer. I mean, there are, there are assets this kid is developing actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, that's really the history of why I said that. Um, but, but that's said, I still am a little more worried about him lying than I was my daughter. Sure. Sure. Well, this has been good stuff as always, Michael. So thank you very, very much. Hey, and, uh, Thank you to everybody for listening, and we will be back with you next time for another episode of The Wonder of Parenting, A Brain Science Approach to Parenting. Thanks, everyone.